It's the building code. We're back, Charlie. We are back once again. I like that little intro there, Zach. We got a little uh, pep in our set well, today, or we're what? just trying to you know jazz it up a little bit, show a little excitement. Big episode today. We got uh, Jesse Kath here today from J Kath Design, Build, and Reinvent. Uh, what are we going to be talking about, Zach? Well, I think we're going to get into the subcontractor world a little bit. Jesse was actually himself a subcontractor. He started out building cabinets. We're going to get into that a little bit. And then just talk about the experience of using subcontractors with Builder Trend. This is an area where we have a lot of conversations with our builders and we don't always reach that secondary audience with the sub side of things because a lot of our builders will tell us my subs won't use it. And so right. we'll kind of find out if that's true or not. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's an area of our uh, Builder Trend as a whole that often goes overlooked. Um as really a, a feature of builder trend is being able to collaborate with your subcontractors. I won't quote any specific number, but we have hundreds of thousands of subcontractors using our system with our builders every day. And I don't think people oftentimes realize that most of them are already using builder trend with other builders that they're working with. So the excuse of like my subs won't use it, um, you know, not always super applicable at times. Yeah, I'm sure you're probably pretty close to that data as far as I the love sub side of things and, yep. and just how much the sub market really is using builder trend. So let's get Jesse in here and let's have a conversation about his experience with builder trend subcontractors. Let's do it. Welcome Jesse Kath to the building code. We're so excited to have you here today. Let's just start with a little bit about yourself. Why don't you tell us about a, a design at JCath and, and everything about your business? Yeah, sure. Uh, the name of the company is JCath design, build and reinvent. And I am Jesse Kath. I'm the founder, and I founded the company in 2010. I actually started my career after college in corporate America, and I uh, did that for, I think, seven years, traveled around the country working for a couple different locations for that corporation, and then ended up in cabinets, believe it or not. I think I was that guy in college that always helped build the dorm lofts, and I just had a knack for it, and started in cabinets. Uh, running high-end cabinetry um, in a bigger shop. And then at some point I decided, hey, let's do this for ourselves. And that's when I started that company. Um, since then, in 2010, we've had our own cabinet shop. So we supply cabinets to our clients. And we're a boutique design build firm. And we specialize in high-end remodeling. And then we sometimes will do a new build. Well, that's really interesting you don't really hear people starting in cabinetry and moving into new home building. So I kind of or wanna... in or in corporate America and then the <laughs> well, building because I could have skipped the whole college thing yeah. really. <laughs> you know, it's funny though, Jesse, we've had a lot of guests talk to a lot of people. It actually is pretty common. People will we've talked to people who are in advertising, who were attorneys. I mean, and, and a lot of them end up turning to home building. So I've heard that one before, but right. never ever heard someone like, I'm gonna go make cabinets, which I've actually had some experience working with cabinet companies. It's such a a particular type of of fabrication. There's a lot of nuance to it. So that's really interesting. You know, this episode, we're focusing on subcontracting a little bit. So you have the experience of someone who was a subcontractor right. and a home builder. Um, you know, what, what was that transition? What led you to go into new homes as a cabinet maker? Well, it's funny that you say that because my wife was also a partner in this business and does the social media marketing. I don't know. We like to call her the CEO. She's really Making the decisions. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if she wasn't, I'd still call her that. <laughs> um, you know, she's the brains behind this business and is really, I and mean, we've doubled our business every year. Obviously, part of it is the demand. 
but she keeps moving us forward with process and um, Builder Trend, I think was partially, was mostly her idea. And she told me to tell you guys that I do think in terms of an eighth of an inch, and that comes from my cabinet business side of me. And it's what's a blessing is a curse as well, because I can walk into a house and see something that's out of whack by an eighth of an inch. So not always good for the, the mental stability, <laughs> but um, good for the craftsmanship and the final details. Now, unfortunately, in today's business, I don't get to do much of that anymore. You know, running the business like a business person should. And sometimes my wife has to put the the uh, ropes on me because I want to get out in the field and start throwing things around. So I try to reel it back and keep moving forward with sales and project management, such as the builder trend. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you guys are, you know, continuing to grow, you know, every year founded in 2010. What is, uh, what do you think is kind of fueling or what are some of the conscious decisions that you guys are making in order to uh, continue to grow and scale at the rate that you guys have been? Well, yeah, you use the word scale and so does our CEO and talking about process, you know, for so many years, uh, it was in my head. And I think what she came to the realization is that my brains can turn to mush because sometimes I think they are, or, you know, we can decide to, to move on from this business, but we want to have process in place. And as we grow, we have seven full-time employees now, which still isn't a big company, but it is for a, a small um, boutique remodeling firm that relies also on subcontractors. Uh, we just needed more process and we're doing that from top to bottom and Builder Trend is was a good start for that. You know, I, I wouldn't say that I am against technology or new tools. I think I just am so set in my ways of the way I learned it. And of course, sometimes entrepreneurs can be bullheads like that. Yeah, I think, you know, software and technology is always hard to implement. Um, how long ago did you guys start using Builder Trend and what were some of the, uh, I guess, like growing pains that you had to get used to? And also, like, what were some of the, kind of the biggest game changers of what you did onboard and had implemented? Uh, how did that kind of improve your processes as you were talking about? Right. I, I think it was right around the beginning of COVID, if I remember right. I mean, I feel like these last two years have blended together. It was something that we always wanted to look into. I think, um, again, here's the honesty thing. I went on the website, clicked on something, and then, holy cow, sales would not leave me alone. <laughs> I, think I, kept telling, I think I kept telling them, hey, not ready yet, not ready yet. And the fact of the matter was, is I was ready, and they probably knew that. And I just Just wanted to play hardball a little bit, Jesse, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah, right. Wanted... I just couldn't take on one more hard sell. But yeah. so what happened was, I think, Right when that hit, we were contracted to do a big uh, cabinet job for a private um, entity or actually another builder, which we hardly ever do. We only usually do cabinetry for our own projects because we can't keep up. And they had Builder Trend and they had the full pack. And so I was able to play around in it as a subcontractor. So that was a great experience for me just to get a feel for it and to only know a section of how good it could be. So we then reached out and signed up for whatever package we're on and went through the training and it's pretty straightforward. Um, most, most of us could learn it fairly quickly. I think there's just so much more to it that we still keep diving into and, and learning. Um, the thing about the subcontractors that's been, as I've gained more confidence, I've included more and more of them. And the thing I find is that a lot of those subcontractors are already on it 
with other builders or their the bigger outfits are definitely already on it and some of them trust it and some of them don't and some of them are in the middle i had our granite company email me the other day and say that she has this countertop measure on for this date and this countertop on for this date and i'm thinking how does she know that well here it's coming to her from builder trend but it's an understanding it's a forecasting tool that she's able to use so it's been uh, good in that regard yeah jesse i've i've had a few experiences working with clients where the subcontractor is actually more on top of builder trend than the gc is and it's a really interesting conversation that I've had with my clients where we're going back and forth talking about why obviously there's value in things like scheduling and, and documenting things and having everything in one place. Um, did, did you, do you run into that ever where like subs are trying to hold you accountable to using the software? Well, absolutely. I'm shaking my head. Yes. Right now. It's funny <laughs> that I was talking to, I have two, um, younger than me. Well, most of everybody in our group is, it's funny because at Christmas we go around, we go oldest to youngest, and my mother-in-law is the only one that's older than me in the room. So how does that, you know, it's just time flies. How time that happen, flies. Right? That happened today though. I was talking to one of my project managers on a project and he said that the HVAC guy said he went dark on the schedule. So he moved us out. Well, I took the schedule offline because we had to make some adjustments and I think he's using that to play my young project manager a little bit, but that's where he's taking it literally like oh i'm on the schedule for september 3rd but now it's not on there anymore so i'm going to move it up i'm going to move it to something else so uh, that's one thing that i just discovered today you know other than that yeah i mean there have been other bigger outfits that have been doing it for a while that will have input when you were getting started with builder trend was that one of your main intentions i'm just curious were, were you looking for more sub coordination when you signed up or has this just been kind of a a bonus for you? No, because when we signed up, we still hadn't rolled out a lot of our new process mm. and I was trying to take on way more than I could handle. And, you know, it became, how are we going to grow this business? How am I going to maintain my quality of life with a wife and three kids? And I got to go coach football in 20 minutes. You know, there's things like that, that you need to use software or planning tools like this to, to help you. And in the beginning, that was the one area that I decided to roll out last or once we got our feet on the ground, because I did not want to go out too soon and ruin the credibility of it. In, in my holdback, I was actually surprised how many people out there were already using it. And, and that, that shouldn't have been a fear of mine. The thing about this business in general is there are a lot of mom and pops and those guys may never gravitate towards something like this. but. You just don't check their name or you don't invite them to be a part of it. You've mentioned a couple different things. So sometimes you have subcontractors that are already using it with different people. Sometimes you have people that are kind of in the, in the middle, um, and, but are open to it. What is kind of your process if, or do you even have any subcontractors that have come across that have never used or even heard of Builder Trend before? What's your kind of process to get them up and going in order to ensure that, you know, they're being as strategic and optimized in their usage as possible? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's also where I was surprised that more of them are using it than I gave them credit for. But there are still going to be the handful that I haven't really worked out a process or I haven't prioritized it as, hey, guys, you know, get on board. Those are still the guys that take the phone calls. They don't. I mean, there's one of them that on his email who his wife sends says, we don't text. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're that's a, guy. And that's by, just a stance. Way, 
We don't text. Well, yeah, no text. And he's the one that digs the holes, you know, so you're going to have guys like that that just aren't going to be on board. And I'm okay with that. I know those guys. I can read those guys, and I'm not going to waste my time. And what we've found is that as we get better at this business and become more sought after, I'm losing some of those guys. I'm stepping it up to the people that want to continue to move forward and use technology because it's just too exhausting to be making those phone calls all day long. That's a really great point that you're making here that I think I've had some conversations with clients about the subs holding so much weight. So you, you know, your guy who digs the holes, are you finding that you're starting to look for other options because of their uh, lack of tech, technology access or just unwillingness? I mean, there's something to be said, right, about sub competition, even though you have relationships with these guys, but not beholding yourself to like one guy who does everything. Because then if you are running into those operational issues, like he kind of is holding up the show consistently. I don't, I don't know if, if I'm hitting any uh, targets on that, that suggestion, but is that something you kind of had to start doing with people who are kind of like, I'm not going to use Builder Trend? Right. If you had video of me right now, you'd see me trying to interrupt you about every 10 <laughs> seconds because all of that is true. And I think, again, as you become more in demand, trying to shed some of that dead weight is the best way to keep moving forward. Now, in this environment, when everybody's so busy, sometimes you can't sure. choose. Um, beggars can't be choosers, I guess, would be the cliche. But at the same time, they're making our jobs harder. If I have to track somebody down to get their subcontractor agreement or their lien waiver or uh, their insurance or just where are you, you know, it gets to be exhausting. And I, and I thankfully just recently in the last half a year, I don't do that much of that anymore. You know, obviously some of it's taken care of by builder trend, but now I have um, a few other layers in between myself and the subs. I will say that I do enjoy I really enjoy being in the field and being out on site. And so I still get to do it. Today was that day. And usually it unfolds where my day becomes late every way I turn because of it. But those guys will always continue to be a different tier of people. Well, I think you just kind of have the right mindset. And I, I mean, after talking to you for, you know, 15 minutes, however long it's been now, it's like, I can understand why you guys are able to grow year over year. Um, you guys have a very growth mindset and, you know, I think you have the right idea. Uh, I don't think that that's consistent across, you know, kind of the industry or, you know, really any profession as a whole is some people are okay with the status quo um, and just keeping things the way they are. And then some people like you are like, if we want to grow and, you know, break goals and, you know, exceed expectations sooner or later, we have to make changes. We have to get the team on board. We have to find subcontractors that are willing to work with our processes and things like that. So, to me, I guess just like congrats to you for, you know, sticking to it and um, having that, you know, mindset to look forward and, and implement some of these changes that, you know, weren't easy to do from the start. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's still not easy for me and, and I really had to work at it. It's like that trust thing, you know, and I had so much in my head. Like I said, I used to be able to go measure a kitchen and not even have to write it down. And now I can't even remember how I got there. <laughs> you know, I think that's just a... a indicator of how much is in your brain and how much you have going on with trying to run a business. Now, I think that we could start using Builder Trend even deeper. And as we go forward, we are getting deeper and we're getting better at it. And we're finding ways that 
you know, maybe sometimes you set things up that may not be the way it was intended to be used, the way you're maybe adding folders or, or whatever, and there's probably a better way. And I would also say that the one thing that we have not relied on, and I probably should do a better job of that, is reaching out and asking questions to Builder Trend or, um, you know, a trainer or getting online and looking at the help. That's a great point with Builder Trend. There's a lot of creative ways that you can use it. Then there's the intent, obviously, from the product side of like their intention behind it. But that's that's what this relationship is so strong is because we listen to you, you listen to us. I mean, we give a lot of contractors advice on here's how I, other clients do it. We have this community that we're building. I'm really interested to hear you say though that you're you were surprised that more of your subs were on it than you expected. And I think that's really telling of kind of, even though the the sub market might be a little bit behind as far as their adoption, they will be adopting it one way or another, right? Right, right. There, I, there always is going to be a younger guy in that company that's going to do something different. Yeah, and, and then that leap forward just kind of becomes natural. It just, sometimes you wish it would go a little quicker, but you know, the other thing I run into, and maybe you were like this, is when you were onboarding yourself and you were talking about the sub interaction, did you did you talk to anybody at Builder Trainers like, no, you should onboard your subs, and your your initial reaction is like, oh, my guys won't use that. Well, the person that trained me in, you might have to edit this part. I'm not sure that he's still there or not, but he was a builder, so he was experienced, and he said, for the sake of keeping your head on straight don't take care of your own house first great advice your own yeah right and get your own people working on it and that was where i said that earlier or maybe i didn't because of the order you're recording it um the one thing that i have the philosophy i have is make sure that we get our own house together first before we start inviting subs into it because you could easily lose your credibility within the first couple jobs if you're not using it right it's it's difficult when I was taking on all the scheduling myself. I love the scheduling and I'm still trying to find a way to like my best tool or my best way of doing it. I really like the Gantt chart kind of brings you back to college and project management. And, and I, I still have some input for how to make things better too, but that's also just my opinion. So I'm using a blended Gantt chart list, the monthly trying to tie it all back to the cabinet shop. The problem with the cabinet shop is it's just not keeping up so everything kind of gets out of whack but the pro the thing i try to do is i try to pull them offline when they're not when they become inaccurate because they can become inaccurate quickly the problem in our business is when you put something down and you give it to some type a person they're going to hold you for what it says on that on their app and that's as you know it's not always the case one thing slips the whole thing slips and so we try to emphasize that it's a guide and things are gonna move all over the place. Sometimes you're going to sneak an HVAC or maybe a plumber in before HVAC and that's just not the model, but sometimes it happens. And so that's the one, I wouldn't say downside, I would say it's just the one caveat to using it is just to warn people that it, it's it's only as good as we are. I, th- I think that's really, really good advice to make sure you have a strong enough grasp on what you're doing and the potential implications. But there is a point where you just have to take a leap of faith and turn that schedule online, let people see it. And a lot of different places in Builder Trend, you mentioned you want to get it better at other parts of it. I'm just curious, 
what where where are you maybe not using that you're you know hoping to use in the future when it comes to builder trend hmm i think it's some of the things i'm doing may not be the best way to do it so in other words if i'm starting a new job or i'm trying to copy over a schedule and i'm recreating line i, I just feel like my categories and my descriptions are all over the place and also i've been trying to use the color more and i'm trying to stay consistent with the color and that also sometimes gets neglected and then i try to take some of the categories sometimes and break them down even further so if i have cabinet installation but i know that we're not going to get the whole thing installed but we're only going to install those areas that need countertops so that it would coordinate with the countertop people i'll break it out even further and so that can sometimes be confusing for people but it helps me and then those specifics that i have hard dates on i write them right in the line item and then i don't attach them to any predecessors so that they don't move um right now in the minneapolis area one of the hardest things to schedule and it never used to be is countertop measure and then countertop measure to fabrication to install the lead times it's just extended so much that it makes everything more challenging. You have to tell somebody today when you're ready for a measure so that you can predict when you're going to wrap a kitchen up. Well, just listening to you talk and I mean, Zach's a lot more closer to the product than I am, but it seems like you have a pretty good grasp on your usage and, and are pretty advanced. Uh, but it is cool that you're constantly pushing for more. What would you say that kind of the biggest efficiency um, or the biggest um, change that you've implemented in your journey so up to this point with Builder Trend um, has been? I think the biggest change and the biggest use for me right now is the scheduling. But the one thing that I also have to keep in mind is that as I tell people, so my project manager will call me and say, Hey, what's the thickness of the tile? And I'm like, dude, just go into builder trend. It's under the spec right. sheet and check it out. Or, Hey, can I call Katie in the office and ask? No guys, like my favorite word right now is builder trend. <laughs> go look in builder trend. And if it's not there, then it's on us and the office staff. And it can be frustrating when you're always getting calls and that, you know, I enabled that. I made all these guys codependent on me because I used to have what I thought was all the answers. And I used to have most of them in my head. And so that was and man, I mean, we could fire up a million text messages in a day and I'm exhausted from it. So now I'm trying to cut a lot of that out and just tell them, just go to Builder Trend. Um, so that's what I feel like right now is the biggest push. And then if the schedule isn't accurate, I do pull it offline because now they're getting to the point where on Sunday night, they do look at it and they say, okay, this is happening tomorrow. But if it's offline, then it's, that kind of means it's not happening. You, you are a relatively newer customer to Builder Trend, but you know, in a relative sh short amount of time, it sounds like that moment of transition is finally starting to sink in with your team, which is when it really gets exciting, right? Um, right. Can you recall a specific instance where you had a light bulb moment with your staff to say like, wow, this is, this is going to be the thing that we needed. Sometimes I have ideas. I just don't always share them or get them down on paper to, to spread the, the wealth. And so I think it's a, right now it's really been a group think trying to figure out the best way to do things And behind the scenes. We're really working on trying to get the bidding and the pricing and all the things that are in my head out of my head as well, because in this business, you can't wait for your eight subs to go through and give you a bid and then put it in the spreadsheet. You got to be way ahead of the game on that. And I just have a feel for it. I mean, some things are done by the square foot. Yeah. But 
other things is just hey what's that going to cost to frame that and you just got to know or you're gonna you're gonna die and so i'd like to try to keep moving that part of it forward too where i can keep giving all these pieces to my team where i don't have to be involved yeah i think that makes a ton of sense um jesse we're getting pretty close to time here uh thank you so much for coming on the episode of the building code this has been really insightful for me uh, we talk to builders and remodelers, you know, every episode, but rarely do we get a chance to go into the weeds with how they, you know, collaborate with their subcontractors and what that relationship is like. So this has been a really, really uh, uh, interesting conversation for me. So I appreciate your insights and, and your time here today. Excellent. Yeah, I'm shaking my head yes as well. Sweet. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, guys. Charlie, what a great episode. Really good conversation. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, like I said, that was that was a really good episode. And too, he was really open and honest with us about his builder trend experience, our sales team's aggressiveness, which <laughs> I find very hilarious. I think some of our, our customers will also resonate with that to an extent. We just know how much we can change your business and your you lives. Know, you gotta trust us. Take the I think you you said in there sometimes you gotta take the leap of faith, right? And, yeah. You know, change is always hard, change is always scary, but uh, you know, in Jesse's case and a lot of other cases that we hear here on the pod, you know, it, it really uh, works out for them and literally changes their business and uh, uh, kind of path that they're on. Yeah, I think Jesse is a lot like a lot of builders. And I think what really stuck with me was just how open minded he was to the experience and the process and and that it's a collaborative effort that he acknowledged that subs had a, had a, a ways to go, but there were plenty of subs already on board and that they could clearly outline which subs are kind of fall into different buckets of effectiveness um but got some really great tidbits on preparing yourself making sure you understand builder trend to a certain extent setting expectations with your subs really really solid uh, rollout plan and that's something i've always talked with my clients about from just an onboarding some people really natural some people aren't start with the naturals and get them going after you feel comfortable and then work those people that maybe need a little bit more support down the line. Yeah. And I thought it was, I mean, I was kind of shocked when I heard that he just rolled this out, you know, early 2020. Um, cause it seems like he's already pretty deep, um, in the program. I thought it was a really cool perspective. Someone that had been a subcontractor before, um, now is also a builder working with subcontractors. And I think the coolest thing or the biggest takeaway for me is that, you're, if you do this right and you're able to onboard your subcontractors, you're not only going to become more efficient, but you're also going to make them more efficient, right? He was talking about how he doesn't have to have people call him anymore or text him or email. Uh, I think he had the quote, uh, my favorite word is builder trend, right? Which is a pretty good tagline. Uh, for them, subcontractors now have a one-stop shop for all the information they need uh, right there on their phone at any given time. So not only does it make you know our customers, the home builders, the remodelers, uh, more efficient, but it also helps make their entire process and the people they work with uh, more efficient, more profitable, save time and money. So that was, uh, yeah, it was a cool episode and in uh, perspective that I don't think we get a whole lot um, on the building code. So hopefully we go down that path a little bit more in the future because I definitely learned a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us here on the building code. Remember to download the building code where all subscription services provide podcasts. I'm Zach Tovich. I'm Charlie Bertwistle.